Hey, this is Dan Savage from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! In order for the magic to work, you have to truly believe in the magic. What's up, Magic fans? I'm Mikey, and welcome to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast, the UK weekly podcast covering the Orlando Magic. Uh, today is Thursday, the 30th of September, 2021. Uh, on today's episode, we are going to be going through our fifth and final Eastern Conference preview. Uh, we're going to be looking at the New York Knicks with UK Knicks fan Martin Helsey. Uh, but before that, uh, me and G, we're going to break down uh, the five remaining teams. We've not had a chance to do everybody uh, before training camp and, and pre-season. Uh, but we thought we'd try and fill the time. We're getting some UK guests on, so uh, we've run out of time. But we're gonna we're gonna go through those other five teams later in the episode, um, including the Wizards, Hawks, um, and then for Pacers. next week, Pacers as well. Um, and then for next week, we're gonna turn our attention fully back to the Magic as we normally do. Uh, Paul will be back next week as well. Um, the three of us, we've all had crazy schedules going on over the last three four weeks so uh next week we'll be back to a, a normal schedule covering the magic um and we got basketball next week which is even better so uh but before that invite our um the brooklyn what was it i said to before we jumped on <laughs> you said not to bring up the tampa bay buccaneers who i basically said are the brooklyn well, nets of the nfl so uh yeah i just said don't mention the game against the Los Angeles Rams from Sunday. So I know you're wearing your Miami, uh, not your Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you're wearing your Vegas uh, Raider jersey there, mate. Um, and I'm sure you're very happy with the win over the Miami Dolphins, is what I meant to say. Um, knowing there's a few Dolphin Magic fans amongst uh, our UK community. So you're happy with that, mate? Mate, three and zero, best start for for nineteen years. I'm gonna I'm gonna milk it for as much as I can because that's what we always say. It don't last very long, but no, no it's, they play really well. Second second win of the season that they've overcome a 14, 14 and zero deficit, winning in overtime against the Dolphins. I mean, they sh- they probably should have held on and won it towards the end of the game anyway. But yeah, it's the Raiders' way. We make we never make it easy for ourselves. So. um yeah, let's hope we got the. Uh, we're at the Chargers this week, which is basically a home game because LA's a, a Raider town anyway. So, um, yeah, we'll see yeah, what goes you, down. Are you getting a nosebleed there, mate? You've never been this high up the. Uh, <laughs> mate, the top the of the AFC at the moment. It's all good. Yeah. It's all right. Happy it's days. all right. We'll see how long it lasts. But yeah, well, and, and this is the other thing. We still haven't even played that well. We've uh, we haven't had Josh Jacobs for two weeks, and we're still we've still got some key injuries. We've lost players already for the season, so yeah, we're, we're not even anywhere near where we we can be yet. So yeah, exciting times. So how are you there, mate? You good? I'm all right, thank you. Uh, other than my sports team's not doing very well, um, with Cardiff losing again, uh, shipping nine goals in two games now, and then the Bucks losing. Uh, at least the Rays are. Uh, I think they secured the home field advantage all the way through to the World Series. So that's uh, one shining light for the uh, central floor of the community. So no, I'm feel, good. Thank you, mate. I, I feel like you say that every single year. <laughs> My teams aren't doing very well. Well, <laughs> there we go. Never mind. So um, so like I said, we'll, Paul will be back next week. Um, I think we plan on recording on Thursday next week. 
which will be bang in the middle of uh, the four preseason games. So the Magic play on Monday night, first game, first preseason game at Boston, which is a 12.30 a.m. tip-off for us in the UK. Uh, and then on Wednesday, the Magic travel to New Orleans to face the Pelicans, which is a 1 a.m. tip-off. Uh, and then we'll record on Thursday. So we'll uh, we'll wrap up some of the stuff we haven't really had a chance to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll talk about those two pre-season, pre-season games. I'm not sure whether they're being televised yet. I'm not quite sure if that's been announced or not. Um, and then we've got two more two more preseason games before they have a bit of time off and then then we're straight into the season. So, uh, yeah, good times. So, you excited for preseason, G? Yeah, man. Um, it's been too long without basketball, hasn't it? Um, it's just nice to see uh, everyone get back out on the court, see uh, how the rookies fare um, with their new teammates, uh, see what system Coach Mosley uh, adopts for the team. Um, you know, the preseason games are going to be, you know, uh, you know, 15 man deep roster so the starters aren't going to play that much minutes are they uh, as we normally see uh, but it'd just be nice to get back into basketball you know four magic games and you know I'm sure we'll just tune into some other teams as well just so we can watch some basketball uh, on the telly so yeah no exciting times good stuff good stuff yeah nice that, nice that the magic will be playing ball next week so uh so the magic this week had media day on monday like many of the teams in the nba um i've had a chance to watch most of the players interviews um including the uh, controversial jonathan isaac one which we'll talk a little bit about we're not going to dwell too much on that because it's been covered a lot by uh some of our friends on other podcasts um but yeah Mag- magic had their media day monday um, I think everyone seemed pretty upbeat. I know you've not had a chance to watch everyone, G, but what what did you take away? I, I just love the attitude and the togetherness um, from, from the guys. You know, what's nice is that they're all in and around the same age, you know, between 21 and 25 mostly. Uh, you've got some jokers in there in uh, Cole Anthony, um, Mo Bamba, and that came across on the media day, you know, them just taking the mic off, asking them random questions, taking the mic out of the haircuts, um, this, that and the other. But then you even got Gary Harris getting involved, you know, uh, asking uh, Dan Savage if he was savage. And, uh, you know, he comes from a long line of savages. So um, that, it's, it's nice nice to hear and see. Um, so, no, the media day, you know, it's, it's a bit like Christmas Day, isn't it? Because, um, you know, the season's just around the corner. Um, all the guys get kitted out in the, in the new, you know, jerseys. Uh, it's a shame we haven't got a new jersey because, you know, we might have had a glimpse of something, but it's just uh, the usual ones again this season. What do um, you think, so just, just while you're on the jerseys, what do you think to the, like the silver Nike tick on the jersey? Are you a fan of that at all? Yeah, and, and the just, 75th anniversary, well, no, is it anniversary? Yeah. 75th year. Um, yeah, you know, let's be honest you know me I've got so many jerseys I'm going to have to get one just to have <laughs> that one so um, no I'll probably be ordering my Jalen Suggs one at some I th- point I think that ticks a little bit like the one that we had on the uh, Earn jersey last Earned year Earn jersey wasn't it yeah yeah definitely yeah so um, no excited to, to get going and media day is just the first time and then you get all the guys Dante David Steele uh, Dan Savage everyone back and it's like everyone's back after the summer isn't it yeah yeah definitely um yeah like you said i think 
the enthusiasm's there that you can tell that from the coaching staff. You can tell that from the veterans on the team. You can tell that from the young players. Jalen Suggs just was smiling at the end of every single answer that he's been given this week. Um, yeah. So, yeah. We'll see how long that lasts for because once we get into the thick of the season, <laughs> it might change. But there we go. It's um, it's like you said, it's like Christmas and media day. Um, so, yeah. So, really, the, the, the main... Uh, interest around media day was Jonathan Isaac's comments and I felt a bit sorry for the guy because he just he didn't really get asked many questions about basketball it was all to do about his vaccination status and and the Rolling Stones article so if you haven't had a chance um, or if you've been living under a rock for the last three four days there was a Rolling Stones article that I think was headlined Jonathan Isaac is proudly unvaccinated and it, I don't think it portrayed him to as he'd hoped to come across. Um, and it sort of painted a bit of a bad picture for him, which I, I think a lot of people jumped on that bandwagon before they actually heard Jonathan speak. And then obviously when he spoke on media day, um, I think he gave a clearer idea of why he's taken the stance that he is. But have, have you got any thoughts, G? Um, I know we're both vaccinated and, the stats are there, aren't they? Um, I think there's a lot of misconceptions. Uh, and my view is the whole point of the vaccination is not to stop people getting COVID or you're trying to reduce the risk of people ending up in hospital and ending up seriously ill with it. That's the whole point of the vaccine. So, yeah. Sorry, mate. What you was going to say? Yeah. No, you hit the nail on the head there. That's that's the whole point of it, isn't it? Nobody wants to end up in hospital. And uh if you've got an opportunity to, to take to have something that's going to reduce that, then I, I'm all for it. Um, he's obviously got his own reasons, uh, some natural immunity, I think he said, uh, which is totally fine. And it's his body. He, he, he should do what he wants, you know, with uh, the option of having the vaccination. Um, but end of the day, he's an Orlando Magic player. I'm going to support Jonathan, whatever he chooses. Uh, if he chooses not to have it, totally fine it's his body you know um but end of the day we're magic fans we're going to support the team we're going to support the players uh, and whatever they choose um i'm behind them the whole way uh, but you know interestingly there's a few other players in the league that are also unvaccinated uh, just going through a couple of them but well, Kyrie Irving has said that he's not telling anyone if he's not is or not Bradley Beal is and that's fair uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, Michael Porter Jr. Um, and then Andrew Wiggins. But of course, Andrew Wiggins is in a position where he's playing in the state of California. Now, California, I think the governor said that any indoor sporting activities uh, that if you're unvaccinated, you won't be able to play. So that will rule him out of every Golden State home game, road games against the Kings, the Clippers, and the Lakers. So you're probably looking at him playing, what, 34, 35 games next yeah. season as, you know, just uh, a member on the road. Uh, so that's going to be difficult and tricky. And I mean, what happens when, it, if Golden State gets to the playoffs and just say they play the Clippers uh, or the Lakers, that'll basically rule him out for the whole, um, mm. for the whole series. Um, so it's obviously it's a bone of contention for um, for Golden State and these teams. Um, but end of the day, 
it's it's the individual's body and they should be able to, exactly. to do exactly what they want to do. They shouldn't be pressurized by anybody to do um and that goes and that goes without saying with anything, isn't it? We're we're all individuals. You you've got to make an informed decision, do your research, yeah. make sure it's the right thing for you. Um again, it's not just protecting you, it's protecting other people around you. But hey, we're we're not here to bang on about the vaccine. We're here to talk about the magic. But yeah, like you said, it's it's gonna have implications for those players that aren't or deciding not to take it at the moment. Um Bobby Marks mm-hmm. tweeted out yesterday that the NBA, uh, sorry, the NBA's health and safety protocols um, have basically made it clear that vaccinated players will basically be separated from unvaccinated players in the locker room this season. Um, things like when they're in the weights room, they're going to have to be separated. When they're on the road, they're going to have to remain in the hotel. Um, so a lot of the same sort of things that we heard about last season when teams were traveling and they were on the road. Um, hey, it's it's evolving, isn't it? Things are changing all the time. Um, yeah. We might get halfway through the season and, and some of this might change. Players might change their stance. Um, but yeah, anyway, right, let's move on because that's enough about that. So there we go. Um, <laughs> so obviously we're, so today's Thursday. So the Magic are, are basically wrapping up day three of training camp this week. So they're doing their their preparations, getting ready for, for pre-season and, and the season ahead. Um so, uh, yeah, there's not really much to say about that because we only get to see a few clips from, from some of the media that they stick up. I know Fultz has been, uh, Fultz and Isaac have basically been ruled out to start the season, but they are practicing, they are getting shots up, they are in the gym, they are practicing with everybody. Um, the Magic are obviously being cautious, aren't they, in, in terms of bringing them back. So, what have you got? What do you think thoughts? on that? Yeah, go on. Yeah, well, I just having a look at some of the the, the videos that are released, and uh, I thought Markel's shot it looks a lot smoother. Um, so he's been working on his jump shot, and it, the mechanics of it, it it looks you know pretty good. So uh, be interesting to see how that translates when he when he's actually on the court playing in a full five on five game. Uh, but you know, signs are encouraging. And then, but yeah. other than that, yeah. It, you know, it, you see the odd bit, don't you? So it's hard to, to judge and comment um, yeah. I mean, on like, anything, to be like, honest. Like you said, from those few clips, he, he certainly looks like he's got a higher release on, on yeah. those jump shots. But again, it's practice, do you know what I mean? And it's like watching a hype video almost, isn't it? Like, you can only take so much yeah. from it. Let's, we, we want to see him back out on the court, don't we? Sooner we do. rather than later. Cool. So uh, as we've been doing the last few weeks, uh, we're still... Uh, taking entries for the Jalen Suggs jersey giveaway that we're doing. Uh, our friends from the NBA Store Europe and Fanatics UK are giving away an Orlando Magic Jalen Jugs. Jalen Jugs! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going uh, to edit that. that no that chance. One, no, I'll keep that in there. It's funny. An Orlando <laughs> Magic Jalen Suggs jersey to one lucky winner. So you need to do two things. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave us a comment in the episode looking at the 21-22 schedule. Tell us which Magic player you're most looking forward to watching the most this season. Uh, when we hit 500 followers on our YouTube channel, we'll do the prize draw for that jersey on a future episode. And on to our New York Knicks team preview this week with UK Knicks fan Martin Hazley. 
Yes, got it right. There yeah. you go. Uh, Martin, thanks for joining us, mate. Can you uh, explain to, to every, all our listeners who you are, how you became a Knicks fan um, and how you got started with the with the account UK, UK Knicks? Yeah, so uh, cheers. Thanks for having me. Um, I've always been a, a fan of basketball um, and I went to New York City and fell in love with the city. Um fell in love with the team and uh, sort of early in the 2010s and went yearly to, to watch the games. Um, it got to sort of the summer in maybe 2018, 2019. And I thought, why not set up an account? I'm boring everyone to tears with my personal account talking Knicks and no one cares. So yeah, I thought I'd make the, the Knicks UK account. And um, yeah, it's great to interact with all the Knicks fans across the, you know, the world, but also all the other, uh, accounts for all the other teams in the UK good stuff. good stuff and you're a Wigan fan as well Mikey forgot to mention that we had to get that in there mate yeah up uh, the ticks absolutely up the absolutely. <laughs> flying at the minute flying at the minute you've got Kiefer I'm a bit gutted about that but um, no I'm glad to see him glad to see him do well in the, uh, the, the tournament as well yeah, he's not. He's doing well, but our team isn't. But uh, there we go. There we go. So, so Matt, how happy are you with the Knicks off season this last summer? Yeah, I mean, extremely happy. There wasn't much of a change in terms of, um, you know, any big marquee signings. But what the Knicks did is they filled areas of need. They got a point guard who can shoot. They got a, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, a, a French player, Evan Fournier, who can uh, fill in at the 2-3. The he can put the ball, <laughs> he can put the ball on the floor <laughs> and, and shoot it a little bit. And it was just um, something that the Knicks lacked in the first round loss against the Hawks. Great to get Kemba, um, massive upgrade on Elfrid. Um, you know, he, he got a lot of stick last year, rightly so. The Knicks going to drop off a bit defensively, maybe, but they've brought back a lot of the, the players who really played well last year. Noel, Derek Rose, Alec Burks. And um, yeah, look, really looking forward to the season. A lot of stability, unlike the uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who um, may, be, may well be without a point guard for a considerable period of the season. Yeah, I was going to mention the uh, noisy neighbours, shall we call them. Um, yeah. Do you think they've had a decent off-season? Um, yeah, I mean, Paul Millsap's a good signing. Paddy Mills is a good signing. Locking up KD for long term is is pretty is good for them. But I mean, I've, they're going to have the same problem, aren't they? Is keeping everybody on the court. You've got one guy who quite clearly likes the limelight on himself, um, despite what he says to the media. And yeah, I, I just think they invite pressure on themselves. And um, but we'll see how they go. You know, they, they're a great team. At, you know. I, <laughs> I wouldn't be a basketball fan if I didn't recognise that they had loads of talent. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm chuffed with where the Knicks are. The real good feeling about the place. Julius Randle, RJ Barrett give that vibe of you know hard work. And you look across you know the Brooklyn Bridge and you look at those three guys: Discount, Code Harden, KD, and Kyrie, who can't be bothered and turns up whenever he wants. It's <laughs> I don't know. I'm. It, you know, Nets fans can be, be Nets fans you know, I'm not going to criticise anyone for doing that but it's just a real good feeling about the Knicks and such an easy team to root for 
it's just a shame um, last season we didn't get a playoff series between you two franchises because that would have been tasty in the off season, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would bit. Uh, I'd be a bit worried about the the outcome of the series, to be honest. But no, it, <laughs> it you know the Knicks last year went beyond all expectations. Um, yeah, they sort of went out in the first round with a bit of a whimper, but it was a massive step forward. We've got a guy, Julius Randle, who the year before looked, you know, he looked, I'm not going to say he didn't look an NBA player, but he certainly wasn't a number one option. And last year, he just proved everyone wrong and the majority of Knicks fans, myself included, wrong. And it was, as I say, just just guys like that who were just easy to root for, you know, and, and guys, you got Kemba coming back, New York, New Yorker who's, who's obviously going to be an upgrade at point guard. You know, you hear the Celtics fans saying, oh, you know, Kemba's this last year, he was this and he can't shoot. He's always injured. He's, you know, he's not consistent. But the Knicks got him at eight, eight million a year, not at the max contract. So there's a big difference. And I think he's just a massive upgrade over Peyton. And you upgraded the end of your bench with uh, Dwayne Bacon. Dwayne Bacon. Aye. Yeah. He's fighting. He's fighting to get in the roster um, against. I don't know if you know the Argentinian guard Bill Dozer and Kevin Knox. So that should be should be interesting going into training camp because the rest of the roster is pretty much sorted. But um, yeah, another ex Magic player fighting to get on the next roster. He's he's a decent player in fairness, isn't he, Mikey? You know, um, you give him the opportunity. He can put the ball in the hoop, um, but he's not. You know, you, you, you starter material, is he? He's. He's a he's a decent he's a decent player to bring in role player off the end of the yeah. off the end of the bench. Um he's his biggest thing that he got criticized for was when the ball touches his hands, that's it. You, it he's gonna shoot every time down the floor. Um yeah. so yeah, he's yeah, that, that's that's it. And he's he's a bit of a ball hog. Um but yeah, there we go. So <laughs> that's enough said about <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> so, so what's your expectations for the season there, Martin? So you've added, you've added Fournier. You've got a bit more scoring now to go with with Randall and, and RJ Barrett. Yeah. What do, you, what, what do you hope for this season? I think we, we're sort of going to... I think we're going to be in around a similar range, sort of maybe the four to seventh seed, maybe. Um, I think it'll be relatively close in the East with... A lot of the teams making upgrades. I think some of those teams, the Chicago Bulls being one of them, their off seasons massively overrated. But the, the, you know they definitely did improve. So I think they'll be in and around that sort of forty-five win mark. Um, the defense is probably going to fall off a little bit when you're adding Kemba. Um, I'm not saying Alfred Payton was some lockdown defender, but the, you know. It, there's a way in which the scheme worked because he's a big guard who can play some defense, play a bit physical. Um, and then you, you know, you lose Bullock. So the defense is going to go, going to go down. You know, I think they were top five defense in the league last year, but offensively they're going to jump up. I mean, Peyton, as you'll fully be aware, cannot shoot to save his life. Um, doesn't really do anything other than get in the lane and throw it up at the hoop. Um, and then Bullock is a three-point specialist and can't put the ball on the floor. So Fournier's got loads more weapons, can handle the ball, put the ball on the floor and shoot the three. I think he's even got a better percentage. So the Knicks will no doubt be better offensively. So as I say, 45 wins would be my prediction. Nothing 
nothing too glamorous, but certainly an improvement, whether that being wins, but definitely a, a team that's on the rise. Yeah, and I fully agree with you on uh, your comments on Fournier there. He is someone who's capable of putting the ball on the floor, creating a shot, uh, and just being that crafty uh, guy who can just sort of wriggle himself to the basket and just get a layup. Um, so with Fournier joining the roster, um, if you were looking for your best five, game on the line now, who's your next five on the floor with the ball in hand, down one? Give me a Give me a five. So, down one, um, I think we go Kemba. I think you no, go Rose. No, I see. Let's go, let's go down two. Let's go down two. And I want you also to tell me who takes the last shot. And if it's a two or a three. Okay. Oh, okay. No, I see. You more oh. time to think. <laughs> yeah, so, right, I'll... I think Kemba's got to be there just because of shot-making ability from behind the arc and he's going to create some space if we opt for the two. Um, yeah. Oh, Derek, oh, quickly. Um, you know what? We're going for the three, so I'm going to play quickly. I'm going to have him on the perimeter. He's going to be danger man. I'm going to have Fournier out there on the perimeter. I'm going to have... I'm going small. I'm going to have RJ out on the perimeter. And I'm going to have uh, Randall in the middle. And, um, yeah, going small. No and Dwayne Bacon in there? No Dwayne Bacon, no. <laughs> no, no Dwayne Bacon. Look, I, I thought we have some other options as well. I'm thinking about Burks, who was going off in fourth quarters for fun. Um, and against the Magic the every time we play him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a um, bona fide Magic killer. There, um, yeah. He's he's such an unassuming player. Like you don't expect it, and he's and he's gone for twenty five. He's you know I really like Burks. He's that he's that guy who I don't think kicks up a fuss on the bench, and when he does get his chance and comes in, he sort of takes advantage of it. Um, but yeah, the big choice was between quickly and Rose, and Rose delivered in the playoffs massively. But I think I'm going for the three, so I want my three point sharpshooter out there on the perimeter, ready to to hit down the open three. What are you hoping to see from quickly this season? Oh, I mean, I, I want to see the three become a little bit more consistent. I want to see him get the, keep the ball in his hands and be able to create. Um, the problem is with that is that you've signed Derek Rose again and um, the majority of the time on the second unit, Derek Rose is going to have the ball in his hands. You, you know, from, from what you just said about Alec Burke, he likes the ball in his hands. So, there's going to be limited opportunity, I think, for him to create. But I, I, that's what I'd like to see from him, a little step forward in terms of his creation off the dribble. So how far are the Knicks going this season then? Are you hoping for winning the first round? Would that be... That would, that would, that would be good. Um, that would be good. I think that's probably the, an optimistic the most realistic, optimistic view. Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, there are a few teams, the thing with the Knicks is, last year they were pretty much, we're, we're pretty much the same. We've made some upgrades, but the majority of the team is very similar. You're going to have young guys who are taking steps. But you've got teams like the Heat, you know, I'm putting across, and I don't, I know I probably shouldn't mention them on this podcast, but the Heat, <laughs> we don't, we don't really know how good they're going to be because, 
how much of a difference is Lowry going to make? The balls, how much of a difference is DeRozan and Bonzo Ball and, you know, is Vooch going to be that guy still going forward? Um, are the Pacers going to make a move? You know, are the Hornets going to... There's so much in the East that, that feels like the unknown. Um, and that's before your young guys take off, obviously, and you're the surprise of the season. <laughs> but, you know... It, it, like your optimism, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but there's there's a lot of teams like were, were the Hawks was that real last year at the end of the year when they made that run? You just don't know, do you? So, I think first round win is optimistic, but you know possibility. Anything more than that, we're in dreamland. Awesome. So, what we do every week with uh, with each of our guests, we've been doing a bit of Nick's trivia. So we're going to play oh. Who's That Journeyman? Okay. So I'm going to name you all the teams in order that said player had played for and you've got to guess who that player is. Oh, so they played for the Magic and the Knicks, yeah? They played for the Magic and the Knicks. And I'm going to throw a stinker in there for G later yes. on. So <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give Martin a nice... This should be an easy one. But there is a there is a slight connection. In fact, this one he didn't play for the Magic, but there is a connection. So I'll, I'll go for it. Okay, so this said player played for the Suns, the Knicks, the Mavericks, and the Heat. Who's that player? Suns. Give him the years, mate. Give him the years. Have you got the years? In a minute, we'll see if he can get it first. Suns, Knicks, Mavericks. My mind's gone absolutely blank. I know, I know, G is going to know this. Straight no, out. well, it's it's not a magic player, mate. <laughs> do you know? Who, do but you think? Do you think you know who it is, G? No, I don't. Oh, you, you need don't. to tell us the years. Oh, you okay, need, you tell us the years, mate. Oh, I've got to find it now. I didn't put that down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, where are we? We have so he played for the Suns between. Oh, I got it! 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 Two thousand and two, two thousand and ten. He he was born. He was from Orlando. That's the connection that helps anybody. He played for right. the Knicks between twenty ten and twenty fifteen. He he was in. Ooh. He was with Dallas in twenty fifteen. I don't know how many games he played. Just not in front of me. And then he went. He went to Miami for a year before going overseas. And if you want any more of a clue, we traded the the pick, which was him, <laughs> for to the Suns for Bo Outlaw. Oh. He he was Mikey. I've been down he, the rabbit hole, mate. You want another clue, Martin? Yes, please. He was Carmelo Anthony's right hand man in New York. Oh, in fact, he was in New York before Mello went to New York, I believe. And his first name starts with an A. Oh, flipping that. The big man in the middle. Number one. Amari. Yeah. Did Amari play for the Heat? I'll tell you how many games he played. Mate, they all do at the end of their careers. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the the Miami thing. That's the journeyman in him. Yeah, that's I what threw you off, wasn't he, it? Yeah, because the Suns bit when you gave the the years, 
the Suns make obviously makes complete sense. He, the Mavericks as well. He he played. He played twenty three games for the Mavericks, and he played fifty two games for the Heat. Get out. There you go. That's what threw you off. <laughs> well, there we go. Okay. I thought about putting this. Yeah. I thought about putting my Amari jersey on tonight as well. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going to give. I'm going to give Martin one more, and then I'm going to give the the stinker to G. Then. Yeah. Okay. Crack on. So next player plays for the Magic, the Suns, the Knicks, and the Heat. Are we having the years? Magic. Oh, you want the you want the years now? Yeah. So another one has ended up with a heat. There's a theme here, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's not right, is it? Then this this player yeah. it just makes you feel sick, doesn't it? He's in that uniform. So yeah. So play start his career with the Magic, the Suns, the Knicks, and the Heat. So when he went Magic Suns, I was obviously thinking of Peyton, but again the Heat throws it off. So the Knicks, he only played 83 games for over three mm-hmm. years and he only played 16 games for Miami. Lovely. Okay. G's giving you a clue. Okay. You see that? Oh, Tracy. No. No, the other one. Further, further back. The OG, number one. The smallest denomination of a UK uh, currency. We'll give you a clue. It's in the oh, podcast penny. name. Penny. Oh my goodness me. There you go. Yeah, Penny. Hard there, away, you yeah. there you go. Right. Last one, for, last one for G then. So Here we go. Dead player played was at the Knicks, Sonics, Magic, Wizards, Rockets, Magic, Hornets. Oh my god, that is a stinker. So Nick's Sonics, Magic Wizards. Nick Sonic Magic Wizards. Oh my gosh. What what year was this? Nick's Sonics Magic Wizards Rockets Magic Again Hornets. Oh. And what year did it start? Who, who are you thinking? Uh, d- d- nobody at the moment. <laughs> who did you think um, of first? I was thinking maybe... Nobody started at the Knicks. It's the Sonics Magic Link that I'm thinking of because my brother Sonic, was a Sonics fan and you're thinking of players that come over from the Sonics. Um, oh, hang on. Hang on. Something's going around in my head. <laughs> Not for the first time. It's, pr- it's probably it's probably someone like it's probably someone like Shimon Williams or someone like that. No, it's uh, more obvious than that, but I've thrown a little curveball in with this one. Do you want to have, a, you have a guess? Oh, give us another clue. Right, I'll give years. you another clue. Okay, give me, he give me, played. No, give me the years. He played sixty-five. He played sixty-five games for the Magic. Well, that doesn't help me. I need the years. <laughs> Okay, he played for the Knicks between 1985 oh, Jesus. and 2000. Yeah. Oh, I've got it. Oh, it? so it's Patrick Ewing. Yeah. <laughs> but you, hang on, you, you've, you've not done player years yet. You've, you've done coach and players. Yes, I have. <laughs> oh, mate. 
That is sly. Funny, I though. I think there's Richard Lewis, there's Shimon Williams, there's Luke Ridner. They're the only players who played for the Sonics and the Magic. There you go. Surely. Is that who oh, you no, thought it was, Martin? Yeah. Yeah. When you said 85, you jumped just, out yeah. I just well wanted to th- I just wanted to throw a curveball in there last second. There you go. You did. You did. Good stuff. Did. Well, Martin, thank you for joining us, mate. Appreciate you coming on and, and joining us. Um, can no, you no, do, no. do you want to do a little plug where people can find you on Twitter and and hook and and, and chat Nick's basketball with you if there's anybody yeah. anybody listening to us? <laughs> yeah, just Nick's UK on, on Twitter and I'm usually going back and forth with one of the accounts. Um, but yeah cheers for having me on I want to just ask you two a quick question before I get out of here what if any last year did the perception change for you of the Knicks ooh that's a good one that's a good one after about 10 games because I'm going to be honest I think I thought the Knicks were going to finish in further down the standings last year so it didn't take them very long before I thought hello they've got something going here um no, I, I like what the Knicks have done and they've, you know, rejigged their front office a little bit and there was there's a chap there that used to be at the Magic. I can't remember his name now. Um, what's he called? You might be able to help me here, Matt. What in the... In the Knicks front office. He used to be oh, on the Magic. Um, yeah, got, you know him. Him. Walt Perry. We've got Walt Perry. No, 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 no. No, it's not him. It's not him. I can it's see his. Him. I can see his face as well. I know, I know, um, I know. Because he was under. He was there with Hennigan, wasn't he? He was your gen. He was, he was the Knicks general manager. Oh, Scott Mills. No, no, it's not I'm him. Sure, no. Scott, Scott Mills, Scott Mills, not Scott Mills. Uh, Perry. Scott, Scott Perry. Scott Perry. Yeah, I thought Scott it was Perry. Perry. I thought it was Perry. Yeah, yeah Scott yeah. Perry. He, yeah, no, I've dra- always liked. He drafted Peyton. That's right. I think when he was with Magic. Yeah, no, I've, I've always liked Scott Perry and the way he goes about his business. And um, I think the Knicks have got a better front office now than you've had in the past. And, you know, let's be honest, the Knicks, the last 20 years, have been a little bit of a laughing stock, you know, uh, across the league. You know, it's New York, it's a big market, it's the Mecca, it's the Garden. People want to play there. You've got Stephen A. Smith going on about it the whole time um, so it's nice to see the Knicks you know almost being back um, I, and I'm all for it I, I quite like New York uh, I certainly like New York more than I like Brooklyn um, so I, I'm happy that I'm happy that you know the Knicks are back better and um, you know you've got a fantastic player in Evan Fournier this season now so um, you know I, I, I wish you the very best mate it, your your season is going to hinge on on Randall at least taking, at least being the same player he was last year, isn't he? Always going to yeah. have to take another jump because you you look at the top six in the East from last year: Brooklyn, Milwaukee, New York, Atlanta, Miami, and Philly. You got Boston. You can throw in that mix, like we've already said, Chicago. I think people are sleeping on Washington a little bit. We'll the, get to with, that shortly with the depth. Of, with what they've got they haven't got necessarily a, apart from Bradley Bill they haven't necessarily got anybody that stands out but they've got a lot of got a lot of hustle players on that team they've got a lot of depth 
So it's going to be a tight race net this season. It's going to be very interesting in the East. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the, Knicks... the best the East has been for a long time. Oh, mate, one hundred percent, absolutely. And unfortunately, we're not in the mix. But there we go. <laughs> in maybe three <laughs> years' time, in maybe three years' time. The guy, at least the guy you wanted slipped slipped to you in the draft. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what Toronto were thinking, but. Thank you, Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> no, we saw we saw him in the summer league, and I wasn't majorly impressed by by Barnes. Um, seems to be one of those picks, a bit like the Patrick Williams pick for the Bulls last year. Sort of a lot of feel, a lot of you know upside, and sort of I don't know. It's it seems as though they sort of over overthought the pick for me because Suggs yeah. clearly jumped out out the page at the top of the draft as, as one of the best prospects. So, And especially yeah. trading Lowry as well. You know, well, he'd fit right in there, wouldn't he? Well, who else have they got? Obviously, they've got um, Van Vliet. Van Vliet, Siakam. And, yeah. and the, the guards who... Oh, from the second Portland. Um, what's he called? The one I've been going on about oh, all um, season. I wanted Trent, him. Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. Yeah. OG. And he's got the young Malachi Flynn's the the, the 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 guy on the second unit. I was thinking of he, he played well against us in the summer league and he did well against us in the regular season. But even Toronto as well, they're back playing in Toronto. You don't know how True. how good they're going to be. Yeah. It, I mean, it's wide open and uh, it should make for a great season. Again, thank you to Martin for for jumping on with us. Um, I just wanted to stump G with that little bit of trivia of Patrick Ewing which you're uh, still reeling about. Uh, the one bit that I forgot to reel off, and the reason I had Amari Stoudemire in there, G mentioned he was born in Orlando, I think you said. It was yeah. quite true when I had a look. So he was he was born in Lake Wales, Florida, which I believe is in Pope County near Lakeland. So um, that was the connection with Amari. But yeah, Lake Wales. There we go. There's your a great place. Community. A great place to live. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it has to be. Good Wales, stuff. isn't it? God's country so, and all that. So we're going to wrap up this episode then and, and whiz through the five remaining teams. So we've got the Hawks, Cavaliers, Pistons, Pacers and Wizards that we're going we're gonna to discuss and have a quick breakdown so starting with the Atlanta Hawks then G so they made the conference finals last season losing to the Bucks um, this off season they handed Nate McMillan a, a new contract extension to stay on as head coach uh, they drafted Jalen Johnson 20th overall uh, they re-signed Solomon Hill John Collins Lou Williams and Clint Capella uh, they signed Trey Young to a rookie scale extension uh, they also acquired Delon Wright and signed Gorgie Jen, I think I said that right. Uh, Jaleel Okafor, <laughs> I've got a problem with saying stuff tonight. Uh, and it's a good thing Paul ain't here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they also uh, signed Timothy Lawawu Cabro. Um, so, what do you make of the Hawks' off season, and what do you think? What are you expecting from them this year? Because they had a good season last year. They did. I just about to say they're they're last season um, was beyond expectations I think making the conference finals um, shout out to my brother who actually picked the Hawks to get to the he did say they get to the finals but he did get see them going a bit further but no um, they've had a very good off season I think 
Georgi Deng, uh, Jaleel Okafor, TLC, uh, Delon Wright, um, all very capable uh, NBA players to add to the already talented roster with, you know, Trey Young, Clint Capella, um, John Collins, etc., Bogdanovich, um, re-signing Nate McMillan. So they got continuity there. They brought in uh, veterans who were able to get it done. So uh, they'll be in the top top five or six of the East, I would say, um, capable of you know doing some damage there. Um, and I think that's a team that's capable of beating anybody on any given night, Mikey. Uh, I think you'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah um, I think so. So, no, they're going in the right direction. Uh, unfortunately for us I think if my memory serves me right I think they got off to a slow start and were, were struggling with injuries at the at the beginning of last year mm. um, and they obviously picked it up and, and gained a lot of momentum as the year went on and like you said surprised everybody by making the conference finals um, I don't think any of us really believe that but last year was their last summer was where they really made their a bit of a push wasn't it getting Bogdanovich and and uh and the big Italian, I can't think, think of his Gallinari. name. Gallinari. Gallinari. Danilo. Um, so that, that was them pushing their chips in. And, and obviously, and they, and they traded for Clint Capella, didn't they, before the season before that, season towards before, the end of the year. That's it. So they're, yeah. they're, they're certainly building around Trey Young. Um, yeah, like you said, I, I think it's difficult to see them not being in the top six based off of what they did last year and, and players staying healthy. Um, so and we haven't even mentioned Kevin Herter he's, he's a shooting guard I really like hey, exactly yeah so there's a great amount of depth there um, so no it should, should be a decent season for the Hawks um, if everyone um, plays the capabilities yeah absolutely so looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers then uh, they finished 22 and 50 last season uh, they finished just one game above the magic in the standings. Uh, their their big their big move really this summer was drafting Evan Mobley. Um, they re-signed Jarrett Allen, uh, and they also acquired Larry Markinen from the Bulls, as well as signing Denzel Valentine. Um, so there's a bit of a logjam starting to accumulate in Cleveland. Well, certainly it looks like that at the moment. Um, what what do you think? Uh, yeah, absolutely, mate. There's a lot of bigs there. And, they, and we haven't even talked about ta Taco, Taco Fall. Fall. Exactly. Taco yeah. Fall in there. Um, no, they've got a very talented roster, but given all these players minutes, uh, might we see Kevin Love moved? I don't know. They've got, yeah, like I said, a big log jam at the, the four and the five. Uh, very talented roster with Sexton. Uh, Garland um, they've got Rick, Ricky Rubio as well mm -hmm. yes, so th there's depth there at, at the guard position um, let's be honest then you you wouldn't fancy them to get into the top eight would you of the east looking at the other rosters they've got a good roster um, and their coach JB Bickerstaff has got a lot of talent there but I they've got know. a lot of figuring I, out to do haven't they they need to yeah they're in a are they in are they maybe a step ahead of ahead of where we are in terms I, of 
Probably, yeah. I they, think they've got a young guys core. Have got a few more years. A few more years on what our guys have got in the league. Yeah. And um, I think they're at that stage where now they they want to get all these players on the floor, evaluate who they want to move forwards with, who they need to move off of, um, and start to build around. Because last year there was a lot of talk about them moving away, from, uh, moving on from Colin Sexton, which I'm not sure about that. I think he's no. probably one of their standout players for me. Um, Definitely. Um, it, it does feel like somebody like Jarrett Allen's maybe somebody that's going to move I, on eventually. You don't draw. Well, I just couldn't understand. No, I just couldn't understand how much money they threw at him. That's that's the issue I think with mm. Cleveland. They got a lot of money tied up in Kevin Love, Jarrett Allen, and then they go after uh, Lowry Markkinen. So, it's, you know, something's got to give. It's, it's like the, the magic of 2016. It was like a Bionbo yeah. Ibaka and uh, Vucevic front court. Hang on a second. We haven't got enough, uh, you know, minutes to go around. And, you know, we'll see how it pans out. But Cleveland might have that same issue. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so where, where do you see the Cavs finishing? Outside the playoffs? Um, outside the playing? I think that yeah. I think even the playing might be a bit of a stretch for them. Looking, I think so. I think like, so. Like we've probably, already probably said, a- like we've already said with Martin, I mean, you can argue there's a case that there's already 12 teams in the East that are all capable of pushing the play-in tournament. Uh, I mean, we yeah. haven't even, I mean, I know we talked to, with uh, James last week and, and talked about the, uh, the Hornets. I mean, we haven't mentioned them tonight. I mean, yeah, if you go down the standings from last season, I mean, you can really pinpoint the magic the Cavs and and the Pistons as the odd three out the other the other 12 are right in the mix aren't they on paper this is (laughs) well myself I'd add the Wizards to that as well but I I will we'll get to that shortly yeah all right okay cool okay so moving on to the Pistons then so they finished uh last season 20 and 52 they won the draft lottery uh to our uh to our disappointment, and they ended up drafting Kay Cunningham, number one overall. Uh, they also signed uh, Trey Lyles, Kelly Olynyk, Corey Joseph, Rodney Magruder, and Luca Garza, and they also re-signed Saban Lee and Hamadou Diallo. Um, it's all about Kay Cunningham, isn't it? In, in yeah, I, d- I don't think there's that much else there. People are saying we'll finish the worst record in the league. And you look at that roster and you've named a couple of players, you know, Cade Cunningham. Yes. He, has, he hasn't even, you know, played a minute in the NBA for starters. You've got Jeremy Grant, yeah. uh, Killian Hayes, Saban Lee, Kelly Olenek, who, you know, I like a lot, not. <laughs> um, you've got Stewart, uh, Sadiq Bay, who had a decent season last year in fairness to but Dwayne Casey's going to have a lot of a lot of losses to deal with. Let's be honest. Um, they, for me, I think they'll finish last in the East. Um, there's potential, obviously, with all these young players, but there's not enough veterans um, along with talent for me. For me, how do you see it, mate? I don't know if Jeremy Grant has another season like last year because people were putting him in that all-star conversation if Kay Cunningham comes in and has a Luka Doncic type rookie season I'm not saying he's he's on Luka Doncic's level but 
you think Luca coming into the NBA took took the league by storm and and everybody stood up and took notice right away. If Cade Cunningham is is legit that good, then if he can have a similar kind of impact, if you pair him with Jeremy Grant, it's very quickly a bit of a a bit of a yeah wing. I, I see what you mean, but I think Doncic has a lot. More, I think Doncic has a lot more. Um, of course off that offence and a lot better players around him. So there's going to be a lot on Cage's shoulders, I um, think. And, 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 and you never know. His first season in the NBA, so there's 82 games, you know, he's probably going to get worn down quite mm-hmm. quickly, let's be honest. Um, so it'll be a matter of getting uh, used to the schedule, the ways of the uh, the league. And... Um, the Pistons would be down there I think potentially with us and the Cavs for but me have, but again I mean you can say this for all three That I, I think the Magic Pistons and the Cavs are the bottom three I, it's, it's hard not to see anything else other than that but all three have some nice young pieces that they can all build around and like we haven't talked about Sadiq Bey Killian Hayes I'm expecting good things from Hamadou Diallo Still got some potential. Yeah, I think good he, defensive, he, he, yeah, he, yeah. He stood out when when he went there, went to Detroit last year. So they and, and again, like we've done, they, they've added Corey Joseph, Rodney Magruder, Kelly Olynyk. So they've got some veteran players to surround them with as well. Um, I, I just think we're all in our we're all in a similar tier, to be honest. Um, mm. If if any, if worst, any, go on. The worst thing is. At the beginning of the season, we'll all want us to win. So we'll play the Pistons, we'll play the Cavs, and we'll be like, yes, we've got to win, we've got to win. If it comes to February and we're down in the, in the, in the dungeon and we, and we see a Pistons-Cavs game, we'll be thinking, some people might be thinking, oh, let's let's throw that game and get better lottery on. It's going to happen. That in there. We, we know it's going to happen at some point. And they're all young teams. They're all going to go through struggles this year. Yeah. Like you said, the, the young players coming out of college, they're, they're not going to be playing 35 games now. They're going to be, a, it's going to be an 82, 82 game heavy schedule. They're going to be playing two games in two nights and three games in four nights. They're going to be doing a lot more traveling. Um, and against better players as well. Mate, playing against down. grown men. Exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's going to be a year of, like I said, for, for us, and again, these two teams fall into the same category. It's more of a case of, right, who do we move forward with? Who's Who can really develop into something we can build around? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Right. Pacers. Yeah. Indiana Pacers. They finished ninth last year. Uh, they lost to the Wizards in the play-in tournament uh, just to miss out on the playoffs. Um, they drafted Chris Duarte. Uh, they acquired Isaiah Jackson via trade, who was drafted 22nd overall um, in the draft. Uh, they signed Tory Craig and re-signed TJ McConnell. So, what do we reckon about the Pacers? I was just going to say, do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> no, I'm joking, joking. Um, well, they got Rick Carlisle back, haven't they? Uh, replacing Nate Bjorkman. Um, so that's obviously an upgrade although I thought Bjorkman did a, a decent job last year with Indiana um, still got their core haven't they Brogdon Sabonis Turner um, Karis Levert 
I think he's got an injury, hasn't he? Karis Levert, he's gone down the last couple of days. So, so um, obviously that's going to hurt them. TJ Warren, you just mentioned, Jeremy Lamb. Um, so there's a good call there out of five or six. Then you add uh, a couple of the rookies to it, a couple of the new signings. Uh, Justin Holiday always <laughs> seems to have an amazing game against the Magic. So chances that that happened again. Um, for me, they haven't done anything that puts them ahead of where they were last year. And, and you look at the teams like the Bulls and the, dare I say, the Heat, uh, a couple of the others that have possibly leapfrogged them. So they'll be in and around, um, you know, the in around the playoffs. They'll probably get in because they always seem to, but then they'll probably get swept in the first round. Um, which is the Indiana thing, unfortunately, for them at the moment. Um, how about you, mate? There was a lot of rumblings last year about the disconnect between the coaching and the players last year. And Rick Carlisle was a bloody good head coach. And that might... It's very difficult because we've seen it with Steve Clifford. You, you change your coaching... And that can that can give you a bit of a bump, even just by sticking with the same core. Um, again, looking on paper, they look like one of the teams that might get squeezed out of that playoff picture. But I still think they're going to make the play in at the very least. Um, like I said, they've got a very good head coach. Um, they've got some very they've got a very good starting five. Um, if TJ Warren can come back and, and uh, I mean, when you, you think back to the bubble, I mean, he was, I was on about fire to say the, in bubble. the bubble. Yeah. If, if, if TJ Warren can, can bring something more consistent like that over 82 games next year and he can stay healthy, um, then the Pacers might be, they might surprise, they might be the surprise in the East this year. I, I don't mean like they're going to finish fourth or anything like that, but I think, I think it's very easy to sleep on the paces when you th- when you see the other teams improving around them. So, um, in fairness, though, every year everybody sleeps on the paces. They do. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things. Um, they always, oh yeah, they won't make the playoffs this year, but they always do. In fairness yeah. to them, yeah. Um, so credit where credit's due. Um, you know, they've, they've they've got a good system there, and um, obviously works. I mean, we've already said the the, the East is going to be an absolute dogfight this year. So, um, and the Pacers are going to be in the thick of it as well. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, so finishing off with the Washington Wizards, um, they only really made one major, well, well, two two major things that happened at this off season. So they acquired Spencer Dinwiddie from the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, excuse me, uh, Aaron Holiday, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell Pope in a five-team trade uh, that involved the Lakers with uh, Russell Westbrook going the other way. Uh, they re-signed Raul Neto and they drafted forward Corey Kispert, number 15th overall. Okay. I think this is where we differ a little bit on the Wizards. No, so- I, I'm just looking at the roster now, mate, and actually maybe they've got, they've probably got a lot they're quite deep aren't they but the only thing is they have got a brand new head coach in Wes Unsell Jr who who we know in Orlando is an, uh, an assistant mm-hmm. coach to uh, 
to one of previous teams. Um, yeah. Because yeah, um, we talked about, you know, the, we I, briefly talked about the Wizards the other week and you were like, nah, the Wizards aren't nothing. I'm like, mate, you, they've got some serious depth there now. That, again, Bradley Bill's the standout player. Yeah. Yeah. But go on. But go on. Like you said, you got Beal, Bertans can put the ball in the hoop. Thomas Bryant shown he's capable. Caldwell Pope's a very capable outside shooter. Dinwiddie can get it done. Hachimura, um, they really think highly of him. Montrez Harrell's, a, you know, he's an animal down down in the in the trenches. Um, and they drafted Corey Kispert, who uh, who is very high on my um, draft board, uh, which is a bit annoyed the Magic didn't get Kispert. And um, they've also got Kyle Kuzma, who will just uh, glaze over. <laughs> um, and then Denny Avdia, who's their rookie from last season, he he was quite good last year, um, you know, in stretches. So there's, you know, there's, what, eight, Bert- nine, ten deep, deep there. Bertan's uh, ability to spread the floor. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. They, they, they... And yeah. No, but you know, you just kind of think of Washington, you think, oh yeah, it's just Washington. <laughs> um, but the deals they, they'll get into yeah no I think you're right mate there's, there's people laughing at you the there's people laughing at you when they listen to that and they'll be like yeah but you're an Orlando fan you've yeah. got nothing at the moment <laughs> but yeah no I, I hear what you're saying but I said it a few weeks ago I think they've got some uh, if, if again but it's going to be an important are, season for them because, they are you desperate know, if, to keep hold of Bradley Bill I mean if they lose yeah. him they, it's all irrelevant isn't it um but they, like I said, they've got some really nice players. There. Like I said, Spencer Dinwiddie next to Bradley Bill, Bertan's ability to spread the floor, Advia, Advia, I'm doing the pull. Advia, Advia. That's the one. Well, he started a lot of games last year. I think he, he took did. a bit of time to to adapt. But as as the season went on, he, he looked more and more comfortable. They got Montrez Harrell, who's an absolute. Animal, isn't he? He's an absolute beast. Yeah. He's he's one of those players. He's like MCW. He's gonna I give bet you he's that. Got it though. He's been traded to to Washington. Oh, mate! Can you imagine know? Kyle Kuzma, eh? Every Magic yeah, fan's favorite player on another <laughs> team. Um, can't play with the yeah. with the king anymore. Um, yeah, mate. They they've got some depth there. They, again, I would put them in the same sort of similar category as the Pacers. In that they're going to be in yeah. the thick of thick of it this season trying to make the play in trying to make the playoffs like I said there's there's so many teams there that have improved this season um, yeah I agree I, I've gone I go back on my uh, my comments when we were talking about the Cavs about the Wizards so um, yeah no I think they'll probably be in and around there but hopefully they won't be so we're, we're going to leave our final predictions to next week when Paul's on because we had this conversation earlier. So we, we've yeah. gone through all 15 teams. Um, if you haven't already, go and check out our last four episodes. We've had uh, the Boston Brit on. Um, I think, Dan Jordan, Healy. Yeah, we've had Dan Healy, Bobby Healy covering the, the Sixers. Um, Jimmy had, Zink. Yeah, Sean covering the Bucks. We've had loads of UK guests on. So um, if you haven't yet, check, check out those episodes and, and, and get... Uh, a, a perspective from from some of the UK fans that follow their own team. So uh, definitely, definitely worth a listen. Uh, this is going to wrap up our Eastern Conference preview. Next week, we are recording on Thursday. 
Uh, like we already said earlier in the show, Paul's going to be back with us next week. Uh, our attention is going to be fully back on the magic. Uh, we would have already had, already had two preseason games in the, in the books. Um, and uh, yeah, it'd be nice to talk about magic basketball again, and then we can get a, a look at some of these young players back on the floor. So yeah, you excited for next week, G? I am, mate. It'd be nice to get some uh, basketball that actually means something. Yeah. Well, I say means something, well, but you know, it's the magic, isn't it? You know, it's better than watching anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So thank you as always for, for listening and watching. Um, for the latest news, visit our website, orlandomagicuk.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Orlando Magic UK. Uh, you can find all our affiliate links for NBA League Pass UK, uh, the official NBA Store Europe, and Fanatics UK in the description. Um, we have posted the links uh, for NBA League Pass. So if you're in the middle of purchasing uh, a new subscription for the season, use our links and uh, that will help us out. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, hit that notification button so you don't miss any future episodes. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave us some comments below. Uh, and from Garant and me until next week, go magic.